Hi, fashion aficionados. Welcome to For the Fashion, a weekly news podcast headlining all the current fashion industry news and going in-depth into stories about the fashion industry. This week, we headline the top news and dive into Vans' lawsuit against a brand that created the Wavy Babies, a take on their classic old-school sneakers. We also talk about how robots can't take over the fashion industry because they just can't sew. I'm your host, Malia Masamoto. Let's chat. It's Earth Day this Friday, and luxury brands are starting to take notice. Here's your sustainability roundup for the week. While brands like Stella McCartney have led the way for sustainable luxury and creating fashion without real fur, other brands didn't catch on too quickly. But now LVMH, the world's largest luxury goods conglomerate, is trying to steer away from fur, which is one of the most unsustainable materials in the fashion industry. They're going to create lab-grown fur fibers with keratin, which is the main protein in hair. And Fendi is their major brand in LVMH that is leading this charge. LVMH wants to make this move away from real fur, but doesn't want to use a worse alternative like plastics, so they're going to try this new format. In other sustainability news, Golden Goose is investing $1.3 million in the materials manufacturer Coronat, the leading producer of synthetic and plant-based leather alternatives. It's good to see luxury brands are starting to care. Michael Kors is expanding into children's wear. I mean, Gucci and other luxury brands have done it, so it was about time Michael Kors caught on. They partnered with the French luxury group Children Worldwide Fashion to launch the line. The styles are sporty, chic activewear with an all-American feel. And these children modeling the clothing are not your average kids. They got to travel to Ibiza off the coast of Spain to shoot this campaign. Well, it looks like kids are going to have a full wardrobe of luxury now before they're even grown up. Lululemon is bringing yet another innovation to the brand. This time, they're launching a clothing membership program. They will offer one free and one paid membership that both have exclusive access to items, events, and fitness classes. The paid membership will be $39 a month. They're trying to get more customers drawn into the Lululemon lifestyle and build a stronger base of loyal customers. Lululemon said the membership will launch at the end of the year or next year. And Lululemon chief executive said that they're offering more exclusive fitness classes and events because, in his words, The more they sweat, the more they spend. Glossier, the natural and authentic skincare and makeup brand, has been struggling to stay relevant recently. You know, at the prime of their popularity, they didn't even need any marketing tactics. But with the brand losing its hype, they needed to find a solution. A celebrity deal. And they targeted Gen Z with this one. They signed on teenage pop star and Grammy Award winner Olivia Rodrigo for their first celebrity deal. She will be working with the brand on their product development, social content, and ad campaigns. Glossier's chief marketing officer said they reached out to Rodrigo after her hit driver's license came out. Rodrigo is a frequent wearer of Glossier and will even get to work on new products for the company. Well, with her style, I know we're bound to see a bold arrangement of makeup for all her Gen Z followers. eBay will now sell damaged items. Okay, hear me out. It's not like it sounds. It is part of their Imperfects initiative that they're launching on Earth Day. They will sell new but flawed clothes from over 100 brands like Off-White and North Face. It is a sustainability initiative to give damaged clothes a new life and reduce waste. You know, most of the flawed items created by brands would just end up in the landfill because companies cannot sell them. So eBay is really giving these clothes a second chance. For products to qualify for the Imperfects, items may include a scuff mark, a missing button, a loose thread, or X-display products that don't meet quality standards. It's giving fashion items that don't make the cut another opportunity to be worn. Now for a further in-depth look at the fashion industry. You just can't beat the First Amendment. Trust me, Vans tried. 
Okay, now get ready for a big legal case here. After Brooklyn-based art hype sneaker brand called MSCHF created an imitation of the Vans old school sneakers called Wavy Baby, they sold out in just 10 minutes. So Vans tried to prohibit the release of these sneakers with an emergency motion for a temporary restraining order, but they were overruled. Vans argued that Wavy Baby's design would cause significant harm to the brand because it was likely to cause confusions if the sneakers were related. They also argued that it wasn't a parody of the sneaker and didn't have any commentary on the brand or any other societal issues. Fans said that MSCHF just used the well-known design of the old school sneakers and slightly altered them with no parodied meaning. They even cited the case Harley-Davidson v. Grottinelli where they recognized that a parodied expression of a mark can be used to sell a competing product. Okay, Vans, pulling out the facts. But MSCHF fought back saying their brand is an art collective that is in the business of critiquing consumer culture, and this sneakerhead culture is the ultimate place for parody. The brand also creates wearable artworks and did one of the wavy baby. They then argued back that since it is an artwork, it is protected by the First Amendment, and any prohibition of releasing the shoes would unconstitutionally restrain its free speech because parody is protected in the First Amendment. They also threw in the fact that no one would get confused that it's not Van selling it. MSCHF pulled out another case showing that if a $15 dog toy that poked fun at a whiskey bottle is protected by the First Amendment, then surely their $220 work of art and transformation of the van sneaker in a commentary on van's role in consumerism and digital society could definitely be protected. And funny enough, vans even offered to let MSCHF's drop proceed as long as they could have a share of their profits. So obviously their brand would not be significantly harmed in this situation. Birkins, Kellys, and scarves aren't all Hermes is capable of. And they want to show their consumers that. Their chief U.S. executive officer said that the brand is going to focus on local expansion in the U.S., opening more stores in smaller cities and expanding into new product categories. After seeing a decrease in tourists to their flagship stores, Hermes realized that they have to tap into their local consumer market and find new ways to engage with them in other products beyond the bags and belts. They realized also that their clients were more likely to make more purchases if they have an easier access to a store, so they're trying to provide those. Some possible store locations are Aspen, Austin, San Antonio, Tampa, Nashville, and Minneapolis. Hermes also sees potential to grow their ready-to-wear fashion and homeware. Their CEO said since people have been at home, they're looking to upgrade their home experience and increase their purchases of luxury homeware. You know, it's a simple solution, but as he said, you put a store near them and the customers will come. Turns out there are some things that robots just can't replace. And sewing is one of those. Even though other industries have relied on automation for their products, fashion just can't fully do away with humans, as they're crucial to guiding fabrics and operating these sewing machines to create quality clothing. In 2016, a Seattle company tried to robotically sew a garment, but we haven't really seen it take off since. And that's because robots have difficulty working with fabrics. You know, metal can be handled easily by these robots, but fabric takes that extra care that robots just can't provide. Working with these fabrics require constant adjustment and human discretion how to make it better, and robots just don't have that. Also, there's not much research being done to improve on these automated garment productions because fast fashion is able to turn out the same quick products for cheap labor. Essentially, they have no reason to do it yet. So I guess it's not time for robots to take over the fashion industry yet. Thanks for tuning in to your fashion industry news this week. Those were your headlines and everything you need to know about the fashion industry. Thanks for listening and see you next Friday on For the Fashion.